Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. See, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it now. Okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Give me a second. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 232 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam. Jill, how's it going? <laughs> this- uh, it is- okay, so we are recording this the Friday before holiday weekend, and... We, we just tried and failed to do the intro four times, but I think we're going to, we'll just keep this one because. I think we're okay. It's giggly. Um, you guys are going to hear this the Thursday after M- Memorial Day, I believe. Mm-hmm. As you're hearing this, I'm in New York City, so we recorded this uh, a week in advance. Um, so I hope you guys had a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, I hope you joined our Viber community if you haven't already. Go to our website, Professional Book Nerds at Overdrive. Nope, that's two different things. Professionalbooknerds.com. Uh, and you can get a link to join our reading community and have lots of bookish fun there. Uh, we did an episode about it last week, so I won't talk about it now. But what are we going to do for this episode? It is our June books episode. Uh, it's the best episode of the month because we get to talk about new books that people definitely haven't heard us talk about yet. I know we kind of fall over ourselves talking about certain books more often than once, and I'm sure people get annoyed about that. Um, but these ones I'm... I'm sure we haven't discussed yet. I haven't. Yeah. There's actually, I think there's one who's an author that I interviewed that will be coming out this month, and I think I only briefly mentioned that I interviewed her. So other than that, I think we're in the clear. There's one that I have not mentioned, but has been mentioned, but not by us, so it's cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good save. Um, Do you want to run down how this works for people if they haven't, if they're just joining for the first time? Sure. So uh, every month, Adam and I pick our... Top books for the upcoming month. We kind of go back and forth. We do not share our lists in advance, so I don't know what books he has on his list. How many do you have? I have ten. I do too. Um, sometimes there are crossovers, but we've been doing this for over a year. Yeah, like a year and a half, I think. And so we're we're pretty good at knowing which books the other one is gonna pick at this point, just because we're so like in tune with each other's styles. But I'll be honest. I struggled this month. I couldn't, like, there's a bunch of really good books. I don't mean I struggled picking books. I have 10 that I'm very excited about. I struggled seeing, like, okay, this is a Jill book. So other than, like, one or two, I was like, well, that one she's definitely going to do. But the rest of them, I'm not sure. So I think we might have some crossovers. All right, we'll see. Yeah, you can start. So the first one I have is The Mermaid by Christina Henry. So this is about a mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) On point. Well, no, I mean, like, it's it's about a mermaid um, called Amelia, who uh, could never be content in the sea. She sort of longs to um, be part of our world now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at these and, words. Uh, and so she came to live on the land, and um, she comes, is, is met by a man named P.T. Barnum. Oh, ah, 
see. That's really cool. I do. That sounds awesome. So um, Amelia agrees to be the mermaid for P.T. Barnum and um, is under the impression, of course, that she can just sort of leave when she gets tired of it. But, of course, P.T. Barnum um, is not going to let her go because, hi, he has a mermaid. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some Mermaid by Christina Henry. Um, also, if you'll allow me, 30-second soapbox. So, The Greatest Showman is a wonderful movie. The music for that movie is incredible. If you've enjoyed it, good. I listen to the music all the time. I want everyone to realize P.T. Barnum... Oh, thank God. I was so worried about where you were going with this, but you said soapbox. So I was like, I think it's okay. Continue. P.T. Barnum... So the movie version you see with Hugh Jackman, like, wow, what a, gra- what a guy. No, P.T. Barnum was a garbage human who took advantage of people. And so watch the movie, enjoy it as a fantasy story, and then do some re- and then like do yourself a favor and do some research on P.T. Barnum. We, uh, we saw that movie um, about a month or two ago um, with family. And everyone else, everyone's like, this movie's great. And, yeah. uh, and Ben and I were like, this is... P- I'm, we're like, yeah, it, I mean, it's a fun spectacle of a movie. The, the music's kind of fun, but mm-hmm. yeah, P.T. Barnum, a garbage human being. <laughs> yeah, absolute dumpster human. So just just wanted to throw that out there just because. But however, the sto- you know, I'm mermaid and P.T. I'm on board with that. Okay, sorry. Soapbox, over. Uh, off. Stepped down. There it is. My first one is There There by Tommy Orange. I sorry I that was the one that was the one where I said we hadn't talked about it but somebody else had yeah so it is a debut novel and what it does is it tells the story of a uh, a Native American family and it goes into all of these different aspects of being a Native American in modern day society so being one in uh, in a city that may not fully understand it but it dives into all of the history that they've had to endure um it talks about you know the spirituality of native americans and a lot of the addictions that they uh, suffer from and abuse and suicide and all these different things um a lot of people are are saying it's going to become like required reading for colleges and schools and it just seems really really good and um over the last couple of years, I've read a few books that were like Native American uh, themed novels, and they've all been really good. And I think this is going to be the next one, so I'm excited about that. That's there, there. My next one is um, the Cabin at the End of the World. Man, we're gonna have multiple ones. That yeah, this book sounds incredible. By Paul Tremblay. Paul, um, he wrote a book a couple years ago called A Head Full of Ghosts. That was actually recommended to me by our coworker Shannon, um, who's been on the podcast a couple times before. Mm-hmm. So, the cabin at the end of the world um, is about seven-year-old Wen who is traveling with her parents Eric and Andrew, and they're on vacation at this remote cabin um, on in uh, New Hampshire. And Wen is out just sort of playing around, and a man named Leonard shows up. That he's a stranger, doesn't know who he is. Um, but you know they're chatting, and she's just like, "All right, hi." strange guy nice to meet you and then all of a sudden leonard says um none of what is going to happen is your fault and then one turns and starts to run back to the house and leonard says your dads won't want to let us in but they have to we need your help to save the world so um it is 
described as a gripping tale of paranoia, sacrifice, apocalypse, survival, that escalates to a shattering conclusion. Um, Stephen King had called um, A Head Full of Ghosts like one of the scariest books he'd ever read. This is Stephen King, by the way, saying that Paul Tremblay's books was one of the scariest he'd ever read. So I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, looking closer now into the description, I don't know why I didn't think you would pick this. It literally <laughs> says like a dis- it's like a mix of Stephen King's Misery and Ruth Ware's in a Dark Dark Wood. Like, that is that is also accurate. Um, yeah, it to me it sounds like a mix of the that amazing movie A Cabin in the Woods and um the creepy movie The Strangers. Like that's what this seems like to me. Ah. Uh. I when I read the description of this earlier when I was making my list I audibly gasped I was like oh my yes I'm excited yeah me too uh, my next one is Florida by Lauren Groff um, so Lauren Groff wrote Fates and Furies which was everywhere a few years ago this is a series of short stories and all of them are based in Florida but it's a version of Florida where like storms and snakes and sinkholes kind of lurk on the edge of everyday life. So maybe just regular Florida, actually, because those things are always in Florida. Um, And all of the different stories are, apparently, they're mysteries and, like, psychological thrillers. And they talk about rage and loneliness and and family and the passage of time. And um, I just got done reading a series of short stories that I discussed, I think, on a previous episode. And... So and it, they were also very much about like the passage of time and, and life. So this just it was almost like this was calling out to me like, hey, here's the next one of those those you should read. So also I've been reading a lot of short stories lately because I'm doing all this prep for BEA and BookCon and I have been for like the past six weeks, but I wanna do some reading outside of the reading that I kinda have to do. All these books that I'm reading are wonderful, but it's also no matter how wonderful a book is, if you have to read it almost sometimes it feels like homework. Mm-hmm. So I'm really enjoying short stories lately because I can take like a forty page break from what I'm doing and it's nice like a refreshing kind of like a mind break on the things that I need to actively be taking notes on and stuff. So uh, that's Florida by Lauren Groff. All right. This next one I actually can't find that much about, but I am so intrigued that I have to read it um it's called my plain jane by cynthia hand brody ashton and jody meadows um so the authors of the new york times bestselling my lady jane are back with an irreverent spin on jane Eyre, a tale of mischief romance and supernatural mayhem perfect for fans of the princess bride or a gentleman's guide to vice and virtue it's a young adult novel it is classified as fantasy (laughs) and the only description i can find is you may think you know the story Penniless orphan, Jane Eyre begins a new life as a governess at Thornfield Hall where she meets one dark, brooding Mr. Rochester and reader, she marries him. Or does she? Gotcha. I have so many questions right now and I'm just like, I have to read this book. Can we talk about the fact that you put a YA fantasy book on your list and I don't have it? Talk about an upset. That's crazy. Um, Also speaking of YA fantasy, Bruja Born by our good friend Zoraida Cordova. It's the second book in her Bruja, her Brooklyn Bruja series. The first one was Labyrinth Lost. Uh, Zorada has been on the show several times discussing her books, and she also came on once to give us some uh, YA, some romance recommendations. Um, she's my buddy. She's wonderful. 
And even if I had never met her before and didn't get to chat with her online all the time, uh, this book, this is the best. I this is the best book I've read all year so far. Um, so we're halfway through the year, and this is this is the top of my list at the moment. It's just it tells the story. If you didn't read Labyrinth Lost, I beg you to read it. It's so good. Um, it tells the story of these three sisters who are brujas, which is witches, uh, and they have these incredible powers and. The first one, Labyrinth Lost, was all about the oldest sister, Alex. And then this one is all about Lula, who's the middle sister, I believe. And she does something. She's in a horrible the, – the, the book starts out with a horrible bus accident when they're on the way to go to a, uh, a soccer game. And everyone on the bus, including her boyfriend, like basically everyone dies except for her. And like so he, she tries to find a way to save his life. And when she does, there's some insane consequences that happen. And it's, oh, Zoraida basically took my heart and just shattered it and then put it back together and then shattered it again. (laughs) It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, Yeah, that's Bruja Born by Zoraida Cordova. I have number one Chinese restaurant by Lillian Lee. So this is a multi-generational debut novel about um, a family who owns a very popular Chinese restaurant, um, the Beijing Duck House. And it's um, this, you know, this really popular Chinese restaurant in the city. It's waiters and staff and family run have been there for decades. And then there's a disaster that sort of forces the family to um, examine their own lives and sort of the the place the restaurant has within them. So, um, yeah, it sounds good. It does sound good. Um, my next one is A Place for Us by Fatima Farin Mirza. Uh, Fatima sat down with me at PLA, and she is in her early 20s, and she has spent almost like eight years writing this book, which is crazy when you're when you're that young to spend that much time on something. Um, was actually, I was the first person she ever talked about the book with from like a promotional standpoint. So it was a really fun conversation. This is the first novel from Sarah Jessica Parker's new imprint, SJP for Hogarth, who she's friends with. I asked her a million questions about that. <laughs> um, it is a story of uh, a Muslim family getting together for a wedding. And that's sort of the centerpiece of how the story uh, begins and then what it does is it unfurls all of the different stories from all the people who are there and sort of takes you away from the wedding on how they got to that point and then also how it all kind of ties in and just I'm really excited I'm really excited for you guys to hear the interview in a couple weeks she discusses how she spent so much time writing this novel that it was almost like bittersweet to finally put it out in the world which when you think of people writing a novel you think of them trying to get to a end goal of like finishing this the story and getting out in the world and she said kind of the opposite she's like i spent so much time in this world that i almost didn't want other people to see it i wanted to keep it for myself but i'm glad she shared it because it's wonderful um yeah it's so good it's so so good that's a place for us speaking of sarah jessica parker (laughs) yes i have sex in the city and us by jennifer keishin armstrong she wrote the book Seinfeldia, which examines TV show Seinfeld, and now she's back um, to take a look at the show Sex and the City, which I think, you know, probably really need to know. She's 
cocktails. <laughs> my entire college experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, that is what that is what we would do on Friday nights. Friday nights, we would go to the local video store in town. We would get a single DVD, which usually had about three, four episodes uh-huh. per DVD. And we would come back to somebody's dorm room, and we would get takeout, and we would watch Sex in the City. Like four episodes, we just binge watch them. Which now I'm like, oh man, two whole hours binge watching. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, really. Four half hour episode. How do we do it? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, my next one is the Book of M by Pang Shepherd. Did Man, you have this? We can, both talk, we can both talk no, about no, it. No, no, it's fine. I honestly was going to say this book sounds like you would like it if you didn't have it. Um, so it's a near future dystopia, and it talks about these people who their shadows start disappearing, and science can't explain why it's happening. And at first there's this uh, man in India, and he's the only one at first, but then it spreads like a plague. And... As they lose their shadow, they gain these new strange power, uh, but they lose all their memories. And so they're really dangerous to be around. And so the story, that's kind of how the story, it seems like it starts. And then um, the actual story that you learn, it, it seems like it's a mix of like a family drama about people who are overcoming having this be a part of their, their situation, as well as kind of a, a journey type of a a quest novel as well where people are trying to search for answers and then also a little bit of a uh a huge battle to overcome you know finding a cure and things like that so just sounds really mysterious and good and i'm on board did so i put it on my list yep i have sick by porochista kapoor um she is an iranian american um writer who had spent her entire life suffering from some kind of undiagnosed illness. She's had major hospitalizations. She had spent over $100,000 trying to figure out what um, she she has been suffering from for years. And it turns out she had late-stage Lyme disease. And so... Whoa! So her... This is a memoir, and it's sort of all about um, her struggles with mental illness and addiction and sort of finding out, trying to find out what is going on with her and and the frequent hospital visits and traveling all over the world and just not being sure of what is going on, but knowing something is wrong. Um, Yeah. Sounds so, so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey guys, there is a new uh, YA anthology of, of folklore and mythology tales. So uh, you know Adam had that on his list. Uh, it's called A Thousand Beginnings and Endings. And it's collected by Ellen O. and Elsie uh, Chapman. They are some of the people who manage and run We Need Diverse Books. So what this is, uh, 15 best-selling and acclaimed authors got together and they retold and reimagined not only folklore and mythology, but they picked folklore and mythology from the East and South Asia and stories that people in this part of the world may not have known much about, which I am all for. We discussed, I think a couple months, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was just a dorky book conversation conversation that Christine and I were having, but the idea that you can use fairy tales to learn about other cultures in a approachable way, like places that you might not have, have heard about. And we, Oh, it was when we were doing the summer reading Podcast, and she was talking about uh, the epic crush of Jeannie Lowe and how she could. She was excited to read about Chinese mythology through that. So 
I'm really excited. Some of the authors in here are insane. Um, Roshani Chaksky, uh, Melissa De La Cruz, uh, Julie Kagawa, like all these people who have like number one best-selling books of their own, came together to do this wonderful collection, uh, and I'm excited for it. Um, so yeah. Also, the cover is really, really fun. So that's a thousand. <clears throat> sorry, choking. A thousand beginnings and endings. How many books do you have left? I have three more. Okay, I only have one. Uh, so my last one is "Tell Me Lies" by Carolyn Lovering. Um, this is about that one person who still haunts you. The other one. Uh, the wrong one. <laughs> this is like, this is a description. Um, so it's about uh, this girl named Lucy who goes away to a small California college uh, for school. And then while she's there, she meets the charming um, Stephen and is sort of seduced by him and the sense of possibility that he can bring to her. Reading the description actually reminds me of Bad Romance by our, our friend Heather Demetrios. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's anything like that, I'm going to like it. Yeah. Um, so I said I had three more. I'm actually, I have two more I'm going to talk about. And there's one that I'll talk about later in the month. Uh, so the first one is called Night Gaunts and Other Tales of Suspense. Uh, it's a series of thriller and suspense short stories by Joyce Carol Oates. Um, can't believe you didn't have this one. I don't like Joyce Carol Oates. <gasps> okay, well, gasp. Um, but this is a collection of stories that it is like a combination of Rear Window, the movie, and H.P. Lovecraft. So that's how it's described. Um, it's a series of short stories by Joyce Carol Oates. If you like Joyce Carol Oates like I do, you'll enjoy it. If you don't, like Jill does, don't read it. Um, and then my last one is called Court of Shadows. It's by uh, Madeline Rowe. And it's the second book in the House of Furies uh, YA horror series. Uh, we're getting to that time. June is here. It's it's summer. So that means that Adam starts thinking about horror. I just dropped a third-person reference for the second time in like five minutes. Sorry about that. Uh, the first one of these stories follows uh, Louisa, who is a young girl who has some kind of mythical and magical powers that she's not sure what they are. And she ends up working in a house owned it's like a hotel and it's owned by the devil and so the first book is wonderful and the second one sounds like it kind of picks up where the second one last uh left off uh it's sort of a gothic horror where she's trying to determine what's happening with her life and she's getting used to the fact that she now lives in in the devil's house and and it goes from there the first one is narrated i can't remember off the top of my head who narrates it um but it is a woman who does absolutely pitch perfect Irish, Scottish, and English accents. And it makes for a glorious, glorious listen. Uh, Billy Fulford Brown is the narrator, and she's wonderful. So first one's called House of Furies. Uh, and then the second one that is coming out this month is called Court of Shadows. I'm excited. That's all. Everything? That's everything. everything. That's all I got, yeah. Um, so I think that we gave you like I think like 17. There's several. It's a good range. You guys should have enough. Um, and if you need more recommendations, go to our Viber channel because you'll get recommendations from our coworkers and from other listeners. So anything else you think people should know about? I think that's everything. 
All right. Well, we're recording this, like you said, right before a long weekend. So let's get out of here. Let's go enjoy the, the sunshine and some days off. Uh, go get some good books for your weekend, which will be the weekend after Memorial Day. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.